Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I told you this was going to happen months ago. That when Mitch Trubisky struggled in relief of an injured Kenny Pickett, that the Steelers were going to part ways with him. They're going to absorb the cap hit of about $4.6 million, save money in the long run, offer the money that they were paying him to Mason Rudolph. They can't get it done with Mason Rudolph. Well, then you've got the draft. You've got free agency. Maybe Omar Khan and company and the Steelers front office can get creative with the trade because the Steelers have one quarterback under contract for the 2024 season, and that is Kenny Pickett. Welcome into Believe in Steelers. My name is Mark Bergen, reacting to today's news. The Steelers releasing Mitch Trubisky, Chooks Okorafor, and Presley Harvin, the third Roland Solo tonight. And let's take care of the Bills before we get too far along into the discussion. Today's episode of Believe in Steelers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It's the NFL offseason, but the combine is going to be here. The draft will be here before you know it in April. So if you want to place a bet on any of the action, once we get the over-unders for teams, if you want to bet on other sports too, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Mitch Trubisky, two in five as a Steelers starter. The Steelers released Trubisky a year after giving him a contract extension. And remember, they signed him when Kevin Colbert was still the GM before they drafted Kenny Pickett with the 20th overall pick of the 2022 draft. Trubisky throws eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And I'm trying to figure out like what the shining moment of Trubisky's tenure was maybe that crazy season opener against the Cincinnati Bengals two years back in a game that the Steelers had no business winning. They start out one and oh, but he's benched by week four by for a rookie Kenny Pickett. And when he filled in this year, he was making eight million dollars a year. He was the 28th highest paid quarterback in the NFL this year. You weren't getting premium performance from Mitch Trubisky in a backup role. And that is why Steelers released him. When people criticize Mike Tomlin for not moving off Mitch Trubisky sooner in favor of Mason Rudolph this past season, I said this so many times and I'm a broken record. I can give you 8 million reasons why. Mitch was owed $8 million. That was his salary cap hit. Mason Rudolph came back on the league minimum for a little bit more than a million dollars. That's the reason why. And you weren't getting a premium performance. And then you have a guy who's making eight mil. Again, the 28th highest paid quarterback in terms of salary cap allocation. 
this past season. You want him holding a clipboard? Okay. So the Steelers can go out with the draft mid to late rounds, get someone to draft and develop behind Kenny Pickett because let's look at the teams that have been in the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, same draft as Kenny Pickett. 49ers moved off Trey Lance real quick. Real quick. We saw the Eagles do it with Jalen Hurts, who is a second-round pick, moving off Carson Wentz. We've seen the Cowboys do it with Dak Prescott back in the day. I think the Steelers are going to give hard looks to players in the draft mid to late rounds. I don't think it's a first-round priority unless someone like a Drake May falls to you at the 20th overall pick. Or if a quarterback's like of that caliber, a Drake May or a Jaden Daniels is falling and falling fast and say, could we trade up to 14 or 15 to get him to get our guy? Justin Fields is out there. Ryan Tannehill's out there too, considering Ryan Tannehill and Arthur Smith have a rapport from when both had success in Tennessee when Smith was the OC for the Titans and Tannehill was able to get his career back on track. And I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill's the answer. I'm not. You know, you sign Ryan Tannehill, you're saying we're not going to the Super Bowl. I understand that. But can it be an upgrade to what the Steelers got at the quarterback position this last season? They'll try to renegotiate with Mason Rudolph. I'm already seeing the reports that Rudolph is going to want a fresh start as an unrestricted free agent. So then what do you do from a Pittsburgh standpoint to where you have to bring in two quarterbacks? And even if you're Kenny Pickett's biggest supporter, six touchdowns, only four interceptions, in his second year in the league. It didn't go well. He hasn't stayed healthy either season. His rookie year, when he came in during week four, started from then on when he was healthy in this past season, didn't stay healthy. So it's a really important, it's really important for the Steelers to get this backup role right. Look at what happened to Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, the physicality of AFC North football going to be really important and it wasn't going to be Mitch Trubisky why they signed him to an extension a year ago I don't really know maybe you could argue he played better last year than this past season Mason Rudolph was the best quarterback for the Steelers this season in a four game sample size it's only four games he looked a lot better than he did in 2019 this past year but he might not want to come back either. And let's be honest here with all of the stud quarterbacks in the AFC, even if Mason Rudolph comes back and he played well, he made the most of his opportunity. He's not your long-term answer. Let's be real with Mahomes, with Josh Allen, with Burrow, with Lamar Jackson, with CJ Stroud, with Herbert and Harbaugh. Now, come on, let's be real here. Let's be real here. Like, is that quarterback of the future out there? Okay, if you want to go get Justin Fields, I probably wouldn't give up a first-round pick if I'm Omar Khan and company. Could you get it done with a second-round pick with Chicago, though? And Chicago might not want to do a deal with the Steelers because that Chase Claypool trade to get Joey Porter Jr. Awfully lopsided. The Bears moved off Claypool real quick. Moved off him real quick. So how inclined are the Bears to make a trade when they probably seek first-round compensation for fields? I think that's a little bit high. Second-rounder, I could entertain that conversation. Now, if you trade for fields, though, and if you're the Steelers, the odds are maybe 
10%. I don't think that they're high. But if you trade for fields, to me, what you're signaling then is if we're trading draft capital this season for a rookie who's going to contribute for the next four years on a rookie deal, trade for Justin Fields, you're saying to Kenny Pickett, you're QB2. That's what that signals to me. The odds of that happening, I don't think are high. But who else is out there that the Steelers could go get? Maybe Russell Wilson. Maybe Kirk Cousins. I personally think Kirk Cousins just rolls it back another year with the Vikings. And go look at the money that Kirk Cousins has made. If the Steelers sign Kirk Cousins, is it an upgrade over what they've gotten the last few years? Probably sure. But it's the same thing that I said with Tannehill. You sign Kirk Cousins, you're not winning the Super Bowl. Is it an upgrade? Sure, yeah. But what's the overall objective? And you say, Mark, well, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game since January of 2017. I get that. I get that you're tired of wasting prime years of TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward in the final year of his deal, Deontay Johnson in the final year of his deal. But are you going to win the Super Bowl? And I don't know if that quarterback's out there for the Steelers to where you say, let's be aggressive and go get our guy. The guy that can actually lead us to success in January and February. I don't know if that QB's out there. I really don't. And Steelers fans might not want to hear that, but it's the truth. And ultimately it comes down to price. Like Russell Wilson, it's like, okay, yeah, but at what price? What's he going to be valued at an open market? Especially with Russell Wilson too, with all of the personality that he brings into a locker room. I don't really see that being a solution either. I think Justin Fields is an intriguing possibility, but you might have to give up too much to get him for one more year on his rookie deal too. And again, if you bring in Justin Fields and give up draft compensation in a potential deal with Chicago, to me, what you're saying is, and, and, this, and the Steelers could say, well, open competition. You don't trade someone who then provides draft capital now to then have say, yep, we're going to trade for Justin Fields say in an open competition, Kenny Pickett wins it, that's not going to work that way either. It's not. It's not. So what I want to know is from people in the comments, who do you want to see the Steelers target at the quarterback position? It can be rookies in the draft. And and look, they're not going to get Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels. But names that the Steelers could target, either in the draft, free agency, or via trade. Let me know in the comments who you'd like to see, and I'll go through them. And a lot of people with Fields saying he's a turnover machine, really until this past season, Justin Fields didn't have really much around him. He can't throw the ball to himself either. And it's not to make excuses for him, but Chicago did not set him up for any kind of success really up until this point, really until they traded for DJ Moore. And durability is a concern for Justin Fields as well if you trade for him. If I'm going to have that criticism of Kenny Pickett, you got to have that criticism of Justin Fields as well. Um, Reginald checking in saying Michael Pratt from Tulane. Mr. Sywood checking in saying Cousins, no way. He will not be good post-Thanksgiving outdoor in the AFC North. This is a great point about Kirk Cousins. And he's, he's been the beneficiary of playing in a dome in Minnesota. And how about the primetime games with Kirk Cousins, too? Go check the record there as well. 
What I want to know too is what would you give up for Fields if you're interested in that at all? Everyone points to the turnovers, but if you think that that the record was a problem, you don't think Matt Nagy was a problem in Chicago either. Chad checking in saying he thinks that the Steelers are back and forth on Fields. Eh, yeah. Yeah, I want to say this too about Fields. He's not Trubisky. He's better than Trubisky. But he hasn't had the on-field success that you've probably hoped for if you're a Bears fan at this point entering year four. And for me, if I'm the Bears, I draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May and trade that trade Justin Fields. If you want to trade the pick maybe down to May or Jaden Daniels, I don't think they'll do that. I think Caleb Williams is still going to be the guy, but... For me, to start over with the rookie contract, it's as simple as that. I think there are worse quarterbacks than Justin Fields. I think there are better quarterbacks than Justin Fields. And the Bears as an organization were floating it out when Tyson Bagent went 2-2 two and two in relief as the starter of, oh, could he be the guy as the undrafted rookie? That didn't last very long. And Fields got better as the season went along, but it was too little too late. It was too little too late. But what I don't know from Steelers fans is what is your plan with quarterback? I think Kenny Pickett comes back. I would do everything to try to bring Mason Rudolph back, but at what price? For me, I'd say two years, 10 mil. If he wants more, okay. Thanks for these last four games and a fun end of the 2023 season. No doubt about that. And it's like we're at the point where Mason Rudolph might be the Steelers' best option at quarterback right now. Oh, man, what a mess. What a mess. And this is why Omar Khan makes the big bucks because he's going to have to decide what Pittsburgh needs to do this offseason. Pickett's going to be back one way or another. What do you put around him to challenge him to bring out the best that you can? And ultimately, again, he hasn't stayed healthy. So if if it's the backup and Pickett is QB1, what are you going to do? What are you going to do relative to the loaded talent that you have in the AFC at the quarterback position. Because you saw what Mahomes did and his magic and how they won the Super Bowl. It was unbelievable. Reginald saying fields for next year's first rounder. I think the Bears are going to want something more immediate than that. But we'll see. I would not give up a first round pick for Justin Fields. Second round, we can have that conversation. Uh, Mr. Sywood saying for fields, a third round pick and a fifth round pick. I think Chicago is going to want a second rounder at the least, maybe even a first rounder. But if you're the Steelers, you have to ask yourself, who are we competing against to acquire field to acquire fields? Maybe Atlanta, maybe Atlanta, maybe Seattle, uh, Las Vegas. I don't think we'll go after fields because Luke Getze is now the OC in Las Vegas. We just saw Luke Getzky get fired as the Bears offensive coordinator. A marriage with Fields in Las Vegas wouldn't make any sense to me. Considering we saw how that played out this last season in Chicago. Philip checking in. Philip, thank you for this comment saying, honestly, see what you have with Pickett this season. If Mason comes back cool, but for the right price, yes. But who the, who's the backup going to be? You know, do you want to go after Gardner Minshew? There, there's a lot of names that are out there. With Trubisky gone now, 
Are you then going to try to allocate the money that you were paying to Mitch to Mason Rudolph? How true are these reports that Mason Rudolph wants a change of scenery? Is that a negotiating tactic? We'll see. And I wouldn't blame him if he wants to leave Pittsburgh. Philip, thank you for checking in. I appreciate it. Max saying, sign Tannehill as the backup role with what you have. Get a quarterback in the 2025 draft when our line will be solidified. Tannehill at the right price as a backup and to push Kenny Pickett if Kenny Pickett doesn't get it done. I think you have a ceiling with Tannehill. But again, his familiarity working with Arthur Smith gives me some comfort in the style of football that the Steelers want to play. The two-headed monster, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, what Arthur Smith did to develop King Henry, what he did to develop A.J. Brown. There's parallels there with what the Steelers have in the personnel. Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, George Pickens. I see those parallels, and I've broken that down in previous podcasts before. Max, thank you for checking in. Thank you for checking in. Uh, Mr. Sywood saying two years, $7.5 million per year for Mason Rudolph. That seems steep. But you might say, hey, that was going to be money they'd be paying to Mitch anyway, so what's the difference? Oof, man, I that'd be a lot. What other team's going to pay Mason Rudolph that amount of money? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And again, who are the Steelers competing against? If you want to say, yeah, we want to re-sign Mason Rudolph, where could Rudolph go where he could potentially start or at least go into a quarterback competition to where he'd definitely be a backup? Mason Rudolph's capable of being a backup quarterback. We saw that this last year. And as sad as to say, he played the best among the Steelers' three quarterbacks this year. Mr. Sywood saying that Mason Rudolph could go to Minnesota. Yeah, potentially. I still think Minnesota can't goof this up. And the reason why I think Kirk Cousins goes back to Minnesota is they'd have to pay a premium for him. They're not going to want to goof around with the Justin Jefferson deal. They're going to want to keep him in a Vikings uniform. And they're probably going to pretty quickly realize Kirk Cousins isn't great. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he's probably better than the rest of what's out there. Maybe the Steelers say the same thing, but I don't want to pay Kirk Cousins 40 mil a year. That makes sense at all. Like it's like, I don't want to pay a premium for Kirk Cousins where he's at best good, maybe to very good, but to be elite. No. No. Mr. Sywood saying Rudolph is needed in Minnesota. Cousins is injured. Yeah, when can Cousins come back this upcoming season, working his way back from injury? Jeremiah asking a question. This is a good question. Any quarterback the Steelers bring in would only be a bridge quarterback until the Steelers find the franchise QB. Do you agree? I think you would still hope that Kenny Pickett is that guy, but hope isn't a strategy. I will also say this. When Pickett seemed to start making some strides and developing, he would get hurt. What can he do with the new OC? Pickett's going to be back regardless. So if he's your starter, what do you do? But again, even if you're Kenny Pickett's biggest supporter, didn't stay healthy, six touchdowns, four interceptions, that is not how we expected year two to go. And if you're saying, well, Mark, you're cherry picking your stats. There's the rushing touchdowns, this, that, and the other. There are quarterbacks that have thrown for six touchdowns in one game. 
Many. Mitch Trubisky has done that in the NFL when he was the quarterback of the Bears. And this is a great point about Kirk Cousins, about playing in domes. Playing in domes and playing in primetime games. And I know that quarterback records can often be overstated, but after a certain point, you just kind of are what you are. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let me get to the other Steelers releases. Chooks Okorafor was the Steelers' highest paid offensive line this lineman this last year. He got benched for disciplinary reasons. Broderick Jones took over and never looked back. So the Steelers save a lot of money. 13 million total for the release of Trubisky, Chooks for Presley Harvin. And I don't think it's any doubt that the Steelers running game took out, took off in the second half of the year, a little bit less stiff competition, but part of that was the identity that the Steelers had with Broderick Jones and his ability to get to second levels of defenses and to move masses at the line of scrimmage. Steelers need more of that, probably need to make an upgrade at the center position with Mason Cole. Dan Moore Jr. entering the final year of his contract. You could probably upgrade there too, but his contract is very team-friendly. Something else for the Steelers to continue uh, consider. And then Presley Harvin III. It's a great stat from Alex Kozora of Steelers Depot. Gross average for Presley Harvin III. 33rd among 35 qualifiers in his rookie year. 44 and a half yards, which was 28th out of 34 in 2022. And a, sh- a tick under, just shy of 44 yards this past season. 32nd out of 33. It's the consistency with Presley Harvin third. Now, he didn't have a kick blocked. He did not have a punt blocked. And I thought he was a pretty good placeholder for Boswell, Chris Boswell, the kicker. But Boswell had a bad year last year, a lot of that doing injury. That was the common denominator between the 2018 season and the 2022 season for Boswell. But there were times where it's like, okay, you got to flip the field. Field position's huge here. And Harvin would have like a 28-yard punt. That lack of consistency was huge. And that's the reason why the Steelers make these moves today. And I mean... The October game that the Steelers had against the Ravens, where I believe it was Braden Mann filling in, Harvin had, I think it was an injury. Steelers didn't really miss a beat with the backup, and it's like Presley Harvin the third. He has the ability, but it was the lack of consistency where it was like we drafted the the guy who was the Ray guy winner out of Georgia Tech, and we just never saw that swagger and that consistency in the punting game. And Alex from Steelers Depot, he's been on this podcast before, points it out with these stats right here in terms of how he compares with the rest of the punters in the league and what you need a punter to do to be able to flip the field, the importance of the special teams game. Look at whoever the Steelers end up getting at punter if they improve on these punting results 
and if it has any effect on the kicking game with Chris Boswell on the 2024 season. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. Shout out to Alex. Great stats there too. Check out his work, Steelers Depot. And Mr. Sywood checking in saying, Harvin had a strong leg, but almost never showed it when we needed it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're watching this retrospectively, let me know in the comments what you think that the Steelers should do at the quarterback position. Again, Kenny Pickett's going to be back. I think the draft is intriguing mid to late rounds. And then do you want to try to bring back Mason Rudolph? I think that's probably most logical. But if he wants too much money, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Gardner Minshew, who else is out there? Let me know. Because this is going to be a lot of fun trying to figure this out. And then depending on who the Steelers bring in, are you having an open competition? Or is it, oh, hey, this is going to be Kenny Pickett's job. Throw Ryan Tannehill's name in that mix too, given his relationship with Arthur Smith, the Steelers' new offensive coordinator. What's Pittsburgh going to do? And I'd imagine that in releasing Mitch Trubisky today, they have an idea already. They have an idea already as we get closer and closer to the NFL Combine later this month. Super Bowl just wraps up yesterday, and this season never stops. The draft in April is going to be here before you know it. It's going to be here before you know it. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here about 20 or so minutes in. My name is Mark Bergen. I'll be back on Believe in Steelers with Ike Taylor later on this week. Thank you so much to all of you that tuned in to listen. Appreciate all the comments as well. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, five stars and five stars only. You're watching this on YouTube. Please do me a favor. Tap that subscribe button. Let me know how you like the podcast too. Again, my name is Mark Bergen. This has been another edition of Believe in Steelers. Enjoy the rest of your evenings. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll see you later this week. Take care. So long, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.